What do Larry Ellison, Ellen DeGeneres, Anna Wintour, Warren Buffett, and Michael Dell all have in common? Other than fame and massive wealth, what's the key differentiator that sets these folks apart? Maybe today's guest can give you a hint. At Infosys, we have started to land people on an apprenticeship, even if they don't have degrees, even if they've come from community colleges with an associate degree, or they have been on a traditional industry and want to do a mid-career shift. So we have experimented with hiring without degrees and hiring for skills. That's a big provocation in the market. And um, my belief is if that goes mainstream, we will blur the line between skills and degrees. That's Ravi Kumar, the president of Infosys, a company that is betting big that the future will be built on a different kind of workforce. Bachelor's degree or higher required. This is the familiar opening line to nearly every job posting, from entry level to director, across every industry. A degree has continued to be the signal in the noise that businesses lean on to filter through candidates. In fact, the Georgetown University Center on Education and the Workforce predicts that in the coming years, 70% of jobs will still require a degree. The problem? The signal it sends may not be the ones companies are actually looking for. I'm Jeremy Bergeron, Vice President of Strategy at Mission.org. Welcome to Business X Factors. Each week, we'll take a look at the secret sauce that takes companies to the highest levels of success and unpack how they got there. We'll explore how these organizations are run, what's special about the people, the culture, and the processes that make it all happen. What is technology for? Our friends at Highland believe technology is for transforming the way you work, for delivering complete information when and where you need it so you can be more agile, more empowered, more connected through each interaction and in every relationship. Highland believes in technology thoughtfully designed to create better customer experiences. Highland is your X factor for better performance. Go to highland.com forward slash insights to learn more. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash insights. For someone helping to disrupt how we think about career building, Ravi Kumar may seem like an unlikely candidate at first, When you peek into his background, you'll see that he took a pretty traditional path to start out. Ravi earned his bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and a master's degree in finance systems before getting his first job as a rocket scientist. Yes, a real-life rocket scientist. And it was at that job that Ravi first began to recognize a certain rebellious streak in himself. He was curious about everything, and he wanted to put that curiosity into practice and challenge the status quo. I've done a variety of jobs back in India, in the United States, and across industries, across domains. And that gave me this unique opportunity 
to be very comfortable in uncomfortable zones. Uh, so I'm one of those people who who gets onto a job and starts to challenge the status quo, take the good things from the past, but challenge the status quo and start to think about what can be different. One of the things I'm very passionate about is to double dip on the hypothesis and the assumptions behind an idea, an incubator, and start to validate those assumptions, start to question those assumptions, and start to actually build new operating models. And that's exactly what Ravi got to do when he first joined Infosys in 2002. Infosys was founded in India in 1981, and today it's a global leader in consulting, digital services, and outsourcing. The company is worth nearly $80 billion and has subsidiaries all over the globe. It has more than 250,000 employees. Its solutions, consultants, and technology have been used to transform organizations such as the Hershey Company, Cisco, Kraft Heinz, and many, many more. But part of what has made Infosys successful providing experts to help companies bridge the gap between legacy technology and a digitally focused future is now one of the things that Ravi and the company is shaking up. I joined back in India when when Infosys was one of those companies which was uplifting the middle class of India to the power of education to live the the aspirational dream they all had, which is about having good lives and making impact. That's the time I actually joined Infosys. Right now in the United States, I think we have that same purpose of uplifting the communities through education and reskilling and getting them to the digital jobs of the future. So the excitement for me for Infosys was the power of the platform, the purpose and the empathy attached to the platform and how education and lifelong learning can be that uh, bridge for bridging the digital divide. As Ravi stated, there is a power in education and transforming how companies and employees view education is an opportunity that Ravi new Infosys couldn't pass up. Today's education system is set up in a very linear fashion. Elementary school moves to middle school, moves to high school, and then you go to college and get a degree and either enter the workforce or keep going to earn an advanced degree. There are very few places where you are encouraged or allowed to deviate from the prescribed path. And at the end, most young adults have a degree in one particular subject based on information that is relevant for one particular moment in time. And they have paid tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to get there. But the world moves faster than the speed of traditional education. And companies today need more than even what they advertise for in those job postings. These days, according to Ravi at least, it's not what you have learned that's important, it's what you can learn. With the digital transformation happening at rapid pace, the life of skills is shortening. As life of skills is shortening, the I, I call it my nuclear scientist background, I call it half-life of skills. The half-life of skills is shrinking. As the half-life of skills is shrinking, why do you need to be in this linear model of education and work? 
why couldn't you actually blur the line between education and work? To blur those lines, Ravi and Infosys created a new metric when looking to hire talent, the ability to learn. The company believes that this will be the key indicator of personal success in the future. And at Infosys, Ravi says there are AI programs being put into place to bring learnability to the forefront and set different kinds of candidates on whole new career paths. How do you hire based on potential and not based on pedigree? For example, we are hiring people who've been on a teller counter of a bank for a digital backbone job, or we are hiring people from the check-in counters of, of a retail outlet to doing a cybersecurity job. How do you do that? So what we've done is, based on our experience of hiring and learnability as a skill, which is, you know, I have the learnability skill, so I essentially can learn a new thing on my job. We've created an AI model, and we work with a company which does AI-led hiring, where you look for traits of people, and using those traits, you extrapolate the kind of jobs they can do, and then you build a bridge to equip them with skills, and then you handhold them to create the experiential learning. But building out an AI-led hiring process is no easy task. Sourcing the data, cleaning it, training the model, establishing benchmarks, and then deploying it into production is just a piece of the puzzle for Infosys. Actually bringing people into the fold, training them, putting them through courses and sponsoring their apprenticeships are all investments that Infosys makes in its candidates. The biggest risk I carry on my model is we invest $20,000 upfront on every new employee we hire through this model. They could finish the training and walk away. I'm betting on myself that they will not. For reference, most companies spend around $1,200 on new employee training. So investing $20,000 upfront per new employee is a whole different ballgame. And Infosys is giving it to candidates who, in most cases, have no experience or background to do the jobs Infosys hires them for. It's a bet that the talent lives within these folks. And Infosys has to nurture them in order for them to realize their potential. These are candidates that would never get hired at a more traditional company. And most of them wouldn't even think to apply. Remember, the underserved communities don't really know these jobs. So when I go to a community college in the U.S., even if my compensation structure at Infosys is 30% to 40% more than what the others pay in community colleges, nobody is applying to our jobs because they don't know what a cybersecurity job is. They don't know what a data operations job is. Infosys recognized that there is an opportunity that lies in these underserved communities and with this untapped talent. But just because Infosys was doing it didn't mean that the world would play along. You'll always connect the dots and you will have big ideas. I think every leader has it. But making everybody believe in that big idea is a bigger virtue than the big idea itself. How do you make sure that whatever you've connected the dots and kind of derived a provocation, is there a way that you could convince and build the trust of everybody around you on that big idea so that you could create a multiplier, a, a, a catalyst for everybody else to rally behind that idea? So how did Infosys bring others along for the ride? 
What are they putting at stake at their own company with this big bet? And will the way Infosys operates turn the tide of the job requirements of the future? And if this becomes mainstream, large enterprise companies like ours can actually tap into a consortium of education, academic institutions and, and companies like Infosys coming together to power and transform education for the future. It's a trillion dollar industry, which is up for disruption. And edutech companies are focused around upskilling existing people who are in the same space, but nobody is focused around radical reskilling from spaces which are not tapped into. More on how that trillion dollar disruption can happen after the break. Stay with us. When I need help, I want someone who understands where I am now and where I'm coming from, but with a broader perspective. The folks at Highland are like that. Highland is a true partner to more than half of Fortune 100 companies, a partner that understands your industry and offers expertly tailored solutions that evolve with you. With Highland, you gain a complete view of information across your organization along with the agility to compete at the top of your game and deliver better customer experiences. Highland is your X factor for better performance. Go to highland.com forward slash insights to learn more. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash insights. Infosys isn't the only company that believes in non-traditional talent. In fact, originally, Infosys partnered with Google. But despite both companies' best efforts, the traditional candidates still applied. We signed up with Google to hire on Google certifications. So we announced 500 jobs a month ago, along with Google, on their Grow with Google program. And if you have six certifications with Google, we are one of those employers on the other side of the training. A consortium of employers have committed to jobs and we are one of them which committed the most. We went through one or two cohorts on that and then we realized that people who are applying to those jobs are the ones who have degrees. They're doing these additional certifications and applying to the jobs, so it was not serving the purpose. It's easy to convince people who are already in your orbit, but it's much harder to bring people into your world who have no idea that your orbit even exists. Infosys didn't have to convince tech people. It had to bring awareness to everyone else that no matter what your background is, there's folks who are willing to bet big on you and set you on a path of lifelong learning. But finding new untapped talent pools meant finding new places where talent was congregating and then keeping employees engaged and involved while listening to their goals and crafting unique pathways to set them up for long-term success. We work with all these consortium players who work in specific communities, draw those people into this pool so that they get attracted to do this, handhold them. So we do trainings for the certifications, Google certifications. We handhold them. And then as they clear these trainings, they actually come and join with us. So that's one pathway. There are other pathways. We directly go to community colleges. We hire based on potential. We land them at Infosys, and then we do the trainings. There is a third pathway I have, which is a learning again. What happened, Jeremy, is I actually met some of the community college students who joined us. 
And I was talking to them, said, telling them that, how are you finding Infosys? And they came back and they said, look, we love what we're doing, but we are very worried that we don't have a degree. Nobody's going to hire us. So we are stuck at Infosys forever. I said, look, I don't want you to be stuck at Infosys because you're not a employable. I want you to be stuck at Infosys because you love what you're doing. So we said, tell us what you want. They said, can you actually figure out a way to create 60 credits for the work we do? So we signed up with Arizona State University to do 60 credits as they work with us and they learn with us and we fund the program. And by the time they finish the program, they get they actually get a degree as they're working with us. If, if we are hiring on skills, but everybody else is hiring on degrees, they need a degree. So some of them have actually opted for it. We work with ASU to do a digital apprenticeship program, as I call it. It's a digital apprenticeship program where you learn, earn, and work with us. So there are exciting pathways to get to the finishing line in different ways. It would have been easy for Infosys to keep this talent pool all to itself. But Infosys is committed to the future of the world, not just its own bottom line. So even though it meant that ultimately Infosys might lose out on top talent, the company has committed to training their employees in a way that sets them up for real, lifelong success. And as the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all boats. And this mentality radiates through all of their work, not just with employees, but with their clients as well. If every company across the world is going to become a technology company powered by data, AI, and cloud, why would they outsource technology to us? They would insource it. And when they insource it, we want to help them insource it. It's very counterintuitive. If I look at it in a very myopic way, it will look like I'm cannibalizing my own revenue. But the reality is that's the future. What that means is I should be able to take my capabilities to create technology-led talent within the enterprises who we are working for and help them on that value chain. So we are building a corporate training university in Indianapolis. We took over the old airport. It's a 100-acre campus, which we are setting up, not to lend our human capital for digital journeys. That is definitely what we do now, but also to lend that value chain of capability building to enterprises. So this training infrastructure is not just to train our employees. It's also to train the employees of our clients who will need it more than us. It's going to be the largest corporate training university in the United States. So it starts with training for our employees, training for the non-degree holders we are hiring and the community college people we are hiring and the undergrads we are hiring. But then it progressively goes to, wait a minute, why would enterprises, why would a retailer of you know outsource technology if they're becoming a technology company themselves? So I would enable them to become a technology company by helping them rescale. For the first time in the history, developers in the non-technology industries are going to be more than developers in the technology industry. If you take the global GDP, 10% is the tech industry, 90% is traditional industries. That 90% is, is employing more developers today than the tech industry. It's never happened before. And that's because all of them are becoming a technology company. 
all of them are becoming technology industries. So shouldn't we be in that business of enabling them rather than outsourcing from them? The Infosys model in the past was to come in with highly trained staff and solve its clients' problems. Now, Infosys is training its clients to train their own employees themselves to solve their own problems. Like Ravi said, it's counterintuitive and potentially devastating to the Infosys bottom line. After all, if companies can just insource talent, what need will there be for Infosys in the future? Well, it will be a new status quo that Ravi is ready to challenge. Ravi is all about bold ideas. At Infosys, he found a place that nurtured those instincts and was willing to invest in some of the most counterintuitive ideas because they believed in a future that few others could imagine. You've heard also from many leaders that you should chase your passion. I'm not one of them. I actually look for opportunities and create passion around those opportunities. That's what I'm good at. Infosys believes in creating a sphere of influence that goes beyond the bottom line. By leaning into skill and culture-based hiring and steering away from often arbitrary degree requirements, Infosys is bringing an entirely new talent pool to the market. And if the education revolution continues, we might be seeing the company's influence in more areas than we can even imagine. Ravi envisions a different kind of future, one that the mainstream has yet to catch up with. We know that the Georgetown University Center currently predicts that in the coming years, 70% of jobs will require a degree. And who knows, maybe that will be true. But remember those folks from the top of the episode, Larry Ellison, Ellen DeGeneres, Anna Wintour, Warren Buffett, and Michael Dell? This is a group of mega successful people who figure things out all on their own without a degree. They didn't find a winning lottery ticket or make a deal with the devil. They just identified different pathways, revved their engines, and got going. Michael Dell put it like this, you don't have to be a genius or a visionary or even a college graduate to be successful. You just need a framework and a dream. Business X Factors is brought to you by our friends at Highland. For over a decade, Highland has been named a leader in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for content services platforms, leading the way to help people get the information they need when and where they need it. More than half of 2020 Fortune 100 companies rely on Highland to help them create more meaningful connections with the people they serve. When your focus is on the people you serve, Highland stands behind you. Highland is your X factor for better performance. Go to highland.com forward slash insights to learn more. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D.com slash insights. You've been listening to Business X Factors, created by our team here at mission.org and brought to you by Highland. If you like this show, make sure you subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app. We'd also be so grateful if you rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, as this helps ensure that more amazing listeners like you find this show. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Jeremy Bergeron, and I'll catch you next time on Business X Factors.